Hello, this is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church. Uh, we had to make a little bit of a change, and uh, I have to do this uh, today, this evening. And so, what we'll probably do, these here, you'll probably be able to get it well after I get through, but. Uh, be sure and tune in if you don't do it tonight. Be sure and, and look for it uh, Thursday morning. It'll be it'll, it'll be on on the internet. So uh, anyway, listen. I've got a little deal I'd like to do. Uh, you know, in the Bible it tells us that through this time and these days right now, we've got a lot of stuff going on in our lives. We've got a lot of seems like just every time we turn around, it seems like there's a problem and. Uh, Anyway, I've, I've entitled this, Casting All Your Cares Upon Him. And you know, that's what it says over in 1 Peter. Matter of fact, it says uh, in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Now we'll have to look at this. Peter was writing this letter <clears throat> excuse me, to the Christians who were, who were suffering and who were being persecuted. And the purpose of this letter was to encourage those people to continue to have faith in God and to trust in God. You know, notice Peter also encouraged them to cast all their cares or their problems upon God. And I like you know, well, what does it mean to cast our cares upon the Lord? To cast your cares upon God means to put the weight of all your problems on His shoulders. You know, it's giving God the responsibility of helping us do need to shows that you are trusting God to do what you know that you cannot do on your own. But you're, you're, you're trusting God to intervene, to help you to go through the problems that are coming into your life. And uh, it uh, said, rather than trying to handle our problems alone, it says that we're to trust God to help us through these problems. You know, when Peter wrote this, he was quoting from the book of Psalms. Matter of fact, he was quoting from, from Psalms 55, 22. It says, where it says, Cast your burdens upon the Lord, and He shall sustain you. He shall never suffer, or He shall never allow the righteous to be moved. Or he said, I'm not going to let you get to the point to where you're just overwhelmed. He says, when these things come, temptations, when troubles come, he says, I will make a way out. I will provide a way out of those problems for you. You know, David wrote this Psalms during a time when he was being personally attacked himself. And to make matters even worse, David tells us in this Psalms <clears throat> that the one attacking him was his own son, Absalom. Absalom was trying to take over the kingdomship of David. But here in verse 22 of Psalms 55, David, it, it's like he began just to talk to himself. It, it, he was saying, uh, excuse me, in, in verse 22, David began to talk to himself. David was saying, David, you just need to cast all your cares and your burdens upon the Lord and He will sustain you. He will get you through it. In other words, he was saying, don't try to bear all of this alone, but give it to God. And why should David cast his burdens upon the Lord? 
just like the scripture said, for God will sustain him. He'll hold him up. He'll give him the strength. God will take a lot of these problems and these burdens upon himself and take them off of us. The word sustain means that God will support or he will help you. God will support you. He'll help you to go through whatever it is you're going through. <clears throat> and this psalm's the way it's written. It kind of tells us that God will sustain you for as long as you need Him to do it. He will never. You will never be alone. That's what God is saying. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be there with you. I'll walk beside you. And I will help you through whatever comes against you. You know, and there's another great Psalms, and it's Psalms 37, 23 through 24. And it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Or the, or, or the Lord guides his steps. And it says, And God delights in his way. He delights in the way of the man when he follows God's instructions of what to do. And it goes on and says, Though he may fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. You know, every now and then, things do get rough, and it gets hard, and we do slip. But God says, I will hold you up. I will not let you completely fall. It says, for the Lord holds you up with His hand. God holds us up. He steadies us. He secures us. It says, you know, and, he, and, and, and this is right, and you've been there yourself, when problems get, get so tough sometimes, you know, we may stumble along the way and sometimes the weight of our problems may seem like they're just too much for us to bear. But God has promised to always be with us and to lift that weight off of us. And many of us try to do all this stuff ourselves. We don't give it to God. We try to handle it ourselves and we can't do it. We cannot do it. But God says, cast your burdens upon me. You know, God cares for us, and God says, I will help you. He'll keep us from completely being cast down. He will uphold us with His mighty hand, and He will see us through all of our needs. God made Israel a promise. And I, I love this promise, and I use it a lot, because it means a lot to me, because when I read this, I've been through a number of things, and I, I go to this scriptures, there's three of them, and uh, I read them. I claim them for myself. I say, God, this is what you have told your people. I am one of your people. I am a Christian, Lord. I have accepted your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. And I believe, Lord, that this is for me just as it was for, for the Israelites. You know, in God's Word, He says, for now, there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. If we've accepted Jesus Christ... We are in Christ, we are of Christ, and we are in God, and God honors the prayers and the, and the, when we come to Him. But listen to this scripture. I use this Sunday in my sermon. Uh, and, uh, but it, like I said, I use this a lot because it really has a meaning to it. It's 43, 1 through 3. Now, this is God. He said, He created you and that formed you. Fear not. I think that's a good word right there. Fear not, 
for I am with you. I know Sunday I made the mention to it that, that God did not, the fear does not come from God. He said God did not give us the spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and a sound mind. Fear is a tactic that Satan uses to weaken us and to bring us down and try to make us doubt God. God says, fear not. I didn't put that in you. I didn't give you fear. He says, for I have redeemed you. I bought you back. You're mine. He says, I've called you by your name. God knows you by name. And he goes on to say, you are mine or you belong to me. And when you pastors, I will be with you. And through the raging rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall that flame kindle upon you. God says when we come out of the fire, He said we're not even going to have the smell of smoke on us because His presence was in there with us. It's just like, like in Sunday when I told Him, it's just, that reminded me of the three Hebrew children when they were thrown into that fiery furnace. It said that they were thrown into that fiery furnace, clothing and all, and they was bound. It says, and the only thing that the fire burned in there were the, were the ropes that bound them. That's it. They didn't scorch their clothes, their shoes, their hats, nothing. And they said when they come out of there, they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. The Shekinah glory of God surrounded them in that fire, and that fire couldn't get to them. It's just like God's presence. It surrounds us. It's there for us. And when that, when that whenever that fire starts to burn in, it don't get to you. That Shekinah glory of God is God's hedge of protection around you. God protects us. He doesn't let these things get to us. And then he goes on to say, as he finishes up, he says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. He's telling us who He is. He, is, he says, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So he's making it clear who he is and that we belong to him. When you go through these things, he says, I will be with you, I will sustain you, and I will keep you from falling. We need to remember that whenever these circumstances and the things of today's world starts coming against us, to give those cares, to give those burdens to God. Let Him have them. He says, I'll take care of them. Trust me. And I think, you know, when we say, Lord, I'm turning this situation over to You. I can't handle it. I can't do it. But I know You can. And Lord, I'm thanking You right now for taking these problems, for handling them for me, for bringing me through this situation. And Lord... My faith is in you. My trust is in you. I, so I am already thanking you and giving you praise, Lord, for what you're going to do in my life and the way you're going to take care of these problems. But see, that's what God wants. He wants our faith. He wants us to turn everything over to Him. Are you turning your problems over to God or are you trying to handle them yourself? I've talked to many people and I see how discouraged Many people get because they say, I just can't handle it. I just can't do it on my own. 
And that's what I'll tell them, just like what I told y'all here now about this scriptures I just read. You belong to God. God says, cast your burdens or cast your cares up on me because I care for you. He cares what we go through. We're his children. We belong to him. So he expects us to trust in him, to believe that he is God. It says that we have to have faith in God, believe he is God, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we diligently seek God, you know, the disciples asked Jesus once, he said, Lord, what is the main commandment? What is the number one commandment that, that, that God wants us to, to know and to do? And Jesus just looked at him and said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That's what we have to do. And when we do this, We can come through these problems and these situations. Like I said, you'll come out of that fire and you won't even have the smell of smoke on you. Simply because God surrounded you with His protection. So I'm just asking you today, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know Christ as your Savior? Are you putting your faith, are you putting your trust in Him when problems come against you? If you're not that is where you are making a big mistake. I, I, I'll be honest with you, that's what I used to do. I used to say, oh, I can do this. I can handle it. I can take care of this. And come to find out, I was just, I couldn't. I couldn't. And then I started turning things over to God. And everything in my life changed because I just said, Lord, I can't do it. You're going to have to. And I'm standing on your word saying that you've told me to cast my cares upon you and you take care of them. You know, God wants us to quote his scripture back to him, to tell him what it said, to have faith and to believe. And when we, when we have faith and we believe, he said, I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek. A reward. What is a reward? That is something that you get for doing something. God rewards you for trusting Him, believing in Him, turning your situation over to Him, and He says, and that reward is answered prayer. God says, I will answer your prayer. He says, I will wrap my arms around you. I will guide you. You know, it's, it says to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lead not to our own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all ways and He will direct our steps. So when we put that faith in there, trust in Him, believe in Him, just simply turn it over to Him. You know, I've used the, the analogy one time. When you try to hold on to your problem, that's like uh, when you take your garbage down to the road, you put it in the garbage can, you see the garbage truck coming, but all of a sudden you say, wait a minute. And you run and you take the garbage out of the can and say, I better take care of this myself. That's what you're doing to problems. Let God take care of them. He wants to because He loves you. And He wants to show you His love. So when you put your faith and your trust in God, God is going to reward you for your faith, for your trust. 
because He loves you. So listen, I, let's pray right now that uh, I hope if you're out there, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, and the days are getting closer and closer, I honestly believe, to the end times. And if that rapture happened right now, and we was called out here, would you go in it? Or would you still, or would you, like, like that book, would you be left behind? The only way you're going to go in the rapture, the only way you're going to miss the tribulation is by saying yes to Jesus Christ and accepting Him as your Lord and as your Savior. If you have never done this, maybe you've thought about it. You say, well, I just don't know. I don't know if God, I've done too much. I don't know if God will ever forgive me. God's mercy is greater than any sin that you have committed. God's gracious grace forgives and it forgets. He said, come to me. He said, I will, I will forgive your sins and I will cast them as far as the east from the west and never to remember them against you again. He says, I'll never bring them up. I will cast them into that sea of forgetfulness. So if you haven't trusted in the Savior, let's do it today. Would you pray with me? Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. And Lord, I want to accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to serve Him. I want to walk with Him. I want to turn everything over to Him. Lord, I've made a mess of my life. But Lord, I know through your words and through the things I've heard that you'll take care of everything. That you'll forgive me. You won't hold it against me anymore. Lord, you've seen everything that I've said, everything I've done. You know where I've been. But Lord, that's in the past. And I want a future. I want a future with you. So Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life and to be my Lord and to be my Savior. And I will serve you from this day forward. So if you've prayed this prayer, I want you to know right now your name was just written in, wrote down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. So at judgment time, when God opens up that book, there's your name. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. There's now, and like in Romans 8, 1, it says, For now there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. You've accepted Christ Jesus. Condemnation is simply judgment. Your judgment has been taken away by the blood of Christ on the cross. You're free. You're clear. You're saved. And you've got a place in heaven. So I want to thank you for being here tonight, listening. And I want to thank you if you have accepted Jesus Christ. The angels are singing in heaven right now and there is rejoicing going on. Just know, you have eternal home eternal life in heaven. So I want to thank you for being out there tonight, for listening, and uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. God bless each and every one of you. Amen.